1: we're back with the show it's gerald glassford coming right back at you here at the pop culture cosmos and the PCC multiverse we want to truly thank you so much for watching and listening if you haven't yet subscribed what are you waiting for go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications and when we go live on the air with the latest pop culture cosmos for you or a state of pro wrestling a PCC multiverse or any one of the number of things that we do at the pop culture cosmos so please go ahead and check it out today Wherever you get your podcasts, and of course on YouTube. But here today to talk some of the things that we need to catch up on is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check him out anytime he is here or dig on America, our good friends there. It is TJ Johnson. And TJ, always great to have you here. I know you might be still out on the road, as always, but always great to have you here, a part of what we're doing at the Pop Culture Cosmos, my friend.
0: G, thanks so much for having me, man. It's always a pleasure to be on the Pop Culture Cosmos.
1: Always, my friend. Truly appreciate (laughs) it. And uh, I also want to go ahead and thank you for uh, allowing me to reschedule and allowing me to go ahead and be able to have time to give you this uh, great opportunity to go ahead and share your thoughts on a lot of good things going on in Pop Culture. First thing first, my friend, is one of the most topical things that's going on in pop culture right now. And that is Starfield. One of the most divisive games, not only in 2023, but probably in all of video games in the history of video games. So I ask you, my friend, because of the fact that so many people feel so many different ways from people absolutely loving it to people absolutely hating it the impetus as far as some of the main review scores have been the sevens eights right now has an 87 on metacritic and it looks like that's where it's going to stabilize meaning it's a really good game to a lot of people again it's a game that according if you look out of the internet a lot of people have been playing over a million concurrent players it's been a huge hit for xbox exactly what they needed But your thoughts on what could be described as one of the most divisive games in video game history?
0: You know, the fact that it's considered one of the most divisive games in recent history goes to show you, and I I hate to say this, but it it really is the truth. It goes to show you exactly how toxic the gaming community really can be. Um, It it, it breaks my heart that it's so divisive because there's nothing that should be divisive about this game. Uh, Let's be clear. Is this the console selling game that Xbox hoped it would be? Uh, that's debatable. Um, obviously, you, you can't play this game without having a subscription to Xbox Game Pass. And nine times out of ten, you're going to end up either being a PC Game Pass subscriber or you're going to be an Xbox. Uh, is yeah. it the console seller? Yeah, it, it would be. But kind of by default, uh, if you had options to get it elsewhere, I mean, they they, they may not. My point is, the game is really good. The game is a, a, a lot of fun. I have literally gotten lost in Starfield. Every time I try to focus on the main quest, it's like a—I I get distracted like a squirrel. Like you know, I'm, I'm focusing on one thing, and all of a sudden, a squirrel runs by, and I can't—I can't focus anymore. Like it's—it's it's that engrossing. Um, are there hiccups? Are there things that you know we wish this generation of of game consoles that we're still not dealing with? Yeah, eh, again, that's debatable. I know there's a. A whole lot of hoopla to be made about the loading screens and and uh, the, the the models and the some of the other nuances that come with the bethesda title and truth be told it really doesn't bother me i think that it it's okay to have a moment to breathe so I, i'm okay with the loading screen every now and then and let's be really clear i'm playing on a series x there's not a lot of load time i mean we, there's a loading screen for sure yes but we're talking about maybe five seconds maybe seven seconds. Uh, enough to maybe be a little annoying at times but again I enjoy the the breather the chance to kind of rethink some stuff out and it's, it's exactly the game I was looking for it's exactly what I was expecting I'm having a ton of fun with it it's it's a combination of Skyrim meets Mass Effect meets No Man's Sky um I am thoroughly enjoying my time with it so the fact that it is so divisive just really shows you That's the kind of community that we we, we deal with in the gaming community. Um, It's really sad, but it's very true. Um, There's nothing that's divisive about this title. This title is everything I expected it to be, and then some. So um, quite upset. Not upset. Upset's not the right word. But very disappointing that it's as divisive as it is because it really does deserve to be.
1: Once again, I'm on with TJ Johnson. We're here talking Starfield first off as far as our devotion to pop culture each and every time out. With Starfield, my friend, again, Bethesda's entry into the Xbox universe as the first Xbox Bethesda exclusive, I think because of that very fact alone, I think you are going to get a lot of hate thrown your way. Mm -hmm. They have, whether it's from mainly PlayStation fans and supporters who are probably either mad or jealous and or both that uh, it was supposed to be meant originally as a PlayStation exclusive uh, but then it, it you know because of the purchase by Bethesda by Xbox it has turned into something else i think that when you see the reactions to it and i do think that there are some valid claims uh, when it comes to Beth- Bethesda's latest offering in Starfield That needs to be addressed. I mean, there are issues that I have with it when I experience Starfield and that that's whether you talk about the fact that, you know, the the game doesn't hold your hand enough, uh, which some people like myself need more guidance on exactly what to do, when to go, because when you get into it, it's great that it's so overwhelming with the choice of options of what you can do and what you can go ahead and accomplish it's also overwhelming on what you can do and what you can accomplish. So again, with the other things we'll set aside right now, just the sheer fact that I think it does not lead you in any direction is a, is a curse and a blessing in and of itself.
0: You know, I I, I don't I, I don't dis I don't disagree.
1: But, I mean, you don't disagree, but you don't agree, and no, that's exactly and I, the response I, yeah. that everybody's going to say, right?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, possibly. I can't speak for everyone, but I know for myself, I I'm, I'm tired of games that hold your hand. I'm tired of games that say, "You go from here to here, and that's what you do." Listen, if we wanted a linear game that's just going to tell us exactly what to do, then you go back and play Skyrim, or you go back and play, um, you know, some of the Mass Effect series games. Or, or the point is. We're in a day and age where people want to have the freedom to do what they want to do, how they want to do it, in the order that they want to do it. I mean, we look at games like Breath of the Wild, that didn't hold your hand. We look at games like, uh, my um, guess I can't even draw a blank, but you insert open world game here, and a lot of them nowadays are getting to the point where they're not your next objective, but they're not exactly telling you this is what you have to do right this very moment. This is your ultimate goal, and ultimately, the goal in Starfield is to be determined depending on how far you are i'm not going to spoil anything for you but the fact that they allow you the choice and the cadence to do it the way you want to do it how you want to do it personally i think is refreshing i don't necessarily want a tutorial in my face every time all the time telling me this is exactly what you do, this is exactly how you do it. I like the fact that I have to do a little legwork. I like the fact that I have to explore and kind of find my own way. I like the fact that there's no mini map. I like the fact that it doesn't tell you exactly where each store is. You actually have to look around and learn your surroundings and learn the place that you're at. All that kind of stuff I enjoy and I dig because again, it gives it gives into the it gives more of the immersion aspect of the sense that I'm in space. And there's a lot of things that aren't necessarily charted in space. You go to a lot of different worlds, they're not charted. You don't know exactly what you're gonna find in those worlds. You know what kind of resources are gonna be there, but you don't know exactly what you're gonna run into or what you're not gonna run into. It's all up to it's all up to your individual experience. My experience with Starfield, and these these are the kind of things that I, I enjoy talking about. My experience with Starfield or my experience with certain games are gonna be different than your experiences with Starfield in certain games. It reminds me of when Across the Spider-Verse came out, uh, originally came out, and there were certain scenes that were cut differently for, for different movies. Like, there were some scenes that in, in America that were shown that weren't shown or were shown differently in other areas. The digital release had different scenes than was shown in the theatrical release. Just the kind of ways to say, my experience might be just a little bit different than yours. And I thought, I actually dug that. So. I am all for them not holding your hand. I think that it's uh, one of the better choices that you can make in those kind of games, especially when everybody was crying about how much Skyrim was very much do this, do this, do this, do this, and they pointed everything out for you, and it could be as linear as you really wanted it to be. I really enjoy the fact that it doesn't have to be that way in this game.
1: So I ask you, my friend, because Mm -hmm. of the fact that when it comes to the experience of Starfield, some of the other things that have been mentioned in regards to some of the NPCs, uh, other things as far as the writing, whoever you talk to seems to love it or hate it. As far as writing some of the, the either the main quest storylines or if you want to branch off and go on quests for yourselves, it just seems like every aspect, whether it's the lack of exploration because you have a thousand planets to choose from, but you can't do much on them outside mm-hmm. of some procedurally generated things that are already put in there and then you've also got some other main arguments against this game it seems like there's so much being scrutinized for this game some of it is just and I agree with some of the the assessments that have been made to this game but as a guy who has played 130 hours of Oblivion and (laughs) to be honest with you TJ I actually forgot where I left off with the main quest like 100 hours ago, maybe 120 (laughs) hours ago. So I'm actually, eventually, when I play it next time, I promised myself I would get back on the main quest to finish that off. And as someone who has had different experiences with Fallout and with the Skyrim, and those have not been the greatest experiences for me, I ask you, when it comes to all the divisiveness, all the nitpicking, all the, the magnifying uh, or under the magnifying glass, as, we, as it were, when it comes to Starfield, what does that say when you have a game that's out there that everybody seems to be picking apart and choosing on what they like and what they don't like within the confines of this game, like no other game coming yeah. out this year? Yeah,
0: I, I, it goes to say a couple of things. One, again, it talks about the toxicity that exists in the gaming community because you have people that are, are, are picking apart this game for the sole fact of picking apart this game. They're not picking apart the game to be objective, they're picking apart the game to prove a point. And it's unfortunate when we're looking at things from a standpoint of, I just wanna tear it down as opposed to, hmm, I'm a genuine consumer. I am someone who is genuinely looking to experience this game. These are some of the concerns that I have, but overall I'm here to just enjoy this game and play it for what it is. Um, I'm going to pick it apart just for the sake of picking it apart, just for the sake of making argument, just for the sake of making content. Um, because again, we live in that kind of world where people are looking for clickbait. They're looking for ways to give viewership up, and me destroying something that really doesn't need to be destroyed or shouldn't be destroyed, but uh, I'm going to destroy it because it's going to get me viewership, or it's going to get me article reads, or it's going to get me whatever the case may be. is is very disappointing uh, to be on. To be frank with you, um, the fact that it's so divisive um, and the fact that there's it's under such a microscope really just goes to uh show you a couple things one people are have still are are playing it whether they're playing it for the wrong reasons or not they're playing it so they're doing exactly what bethesda wants them to do Um, so that's number one number two uh, it goes to show you that there is legs in rpgs still there are legs in uh in what bethesda offers and Microsoft did a good thing by being able to acquire them. Now, if they acquired them, because I heard that they acquired them because they were concerned it was going to be an exclusive to PlayStation or whatever the case may be. I don't know if it was confirmed it was exclusive to PlayStation. I really hope it wasn't, but it wouldn't surprise me, considering that's what Sony likes to do. Um, so I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do know that. The bottom line is for you to experience this RPG and a lot of future RPGs to come with Bethesda and other uh Uh, acquiring studios as we're going to put it for the time being uh you're going to have to do it on xbox it it, it is what it is and whether you like it or you don't like it, it is irrelevant to the fact that it's going to be under the xbox brand and you're going to have to learn to live with it or or, or learn to be without those certain games just like we've had to as an xbox consumer learn to be without certain games and you know it kind of just is what it is Uh, does it suck that we don't get the opportunity as xbox consumers to play spider-man yeah it does suck does it suck that we had a chance to make a Spider-Man game and didn't make a Spider-Man game? Yep, it does suck too. Um, that absolutely sucks. But considering that Spider-Man games weren't doing very well at the time, Xbox really didn't have a lot of rope to uh, a lot of latitude to take those kind of chances. So I understand it. It sucks, but it just it's the nature of the business. Um, people just have to be able to just accept things and move on instead of thinking they can complain and complain and fight and bicker, and it's going to always change things for the outcome that they wanted to change it for. Doesn't always happen like that. So
1: so in your opinion your time with starfield has been very much well spent
0: oh my goodness Gerald, i've lost i've lost hours to starfield already and i don't really let me be clear i don't have a lot of hours to lose i'm very grateful that my uh that my job changed and i'm now doing late night overnights because i've had more time during the day um and i have thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed starfield um from the beginning of the game the beginning of the game is, is a little draggy because You're just you're just not sure what's going on. This is where you're getting your feet wet. So I I I can understand there's that seems to be also a big big uh, criticism. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's there's valid criticism there. I can completely understand at the beginning of it, you kind of have to really, you have to want to play it to really get through and understand it. But once you do, it 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 opens up in such an awesome way. And when you finally kind of understand some of the systems and how those systems work and interwork with each other, and um exactly what the main storyline is because you're really not sure there's so many storylines and there's so uh they're so meaty there's so much going on and when you understand that you really can do whatever you want to do in the way you want to do it. it it it's 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 pretty awesome now i will say uh for anybody that's wondering if you can do the main storyline first focus on the main storylines a little pro tip for you uh because the main storyline really opens up everything else in the game but you kind of want to focus on the main storyline at least for, at least for the first three or four hours of the game. You want to kind of focus there. Um, but it, once you can get past that beginning, it opens up awesome. Uh, the story becomes very engrossing. Uh, you start becoming really engaged with these characters. And uh, granted, the writing is writing is what the writing is. Um, I, I don't think it's the strongest writing. Uh, I still think games like Mass Effect have stronger dialogue. Um, but I also think games like Mass Effect are more linear from the standpoint that they don't have as nearly as many branching storylines or have nearly as many branching uh activities for you to do uh so there's not as much dialogue being recorded so you really can't focus on quality versus qua- over quantity in those with an open world title like uh, like this and bethesda and what they're doing here um there's so much that goes into it there's so many lines of dialogue i mean everybody is talking everybody but you as the main character of course everybody is talking so there's there's a ton of lines being written there's a ton of lines being recorded there's a tons of lines that have to be programmed to be played at certain times and there's there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it and it's it's not so distracting that you you can't focus on what's happening uh some of some lines are delivered better than others and that's just the nature of voice recording um sometimes it comes out better than other times and it's unfortunate but it does not by any means to me let me be very clear to me does not distract from the story or the experience at all
1: thanks for checking out the pcc you know the pop culture cosmos we'll be back in one moment for the latest news and information analysis and opinions on the los angeles lakers and the nba check out the lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcast Once again, it is T.J. Johnson. Please go ahead and check him out today anytime he's here or our good friends at Dig on America, the podcast. So the last question I will touch on, Starfield, for now. I'm sure that Starfield (laughs) is going to be much of a great source of conversation in the months to come. Is the procedurally generated 1,000-plus planets you can supposedly land and explore the explore part is the issue I have because I think a lot of people were hoping that not only would you get the storytelling and the, the options and the choices and the, the side quests and the main missions of an oblivion or a fallout or, or a Skyrim, but that you would be able to explore these planets and get rewarded or get internal gratification of being able to wander the universe and wander through these planets and explore them. But, there are some severe technical limitations when exploring said planets. The diversity has come into question as far as the options which you can do, what is exactly procedure generated, and also the fact that there's not a whole lot to do outside of the two or three things that are put in there on a great majority of these planets being of there's a a mission for you or something Mm -hmm. side going Mm -hmm. on or something secret in there for you, but you really can't go and walk from one side of the planet to the other, or do a loop around around through the entire planet that is not available to you. Or if you do, there's not those random encounters that we have seen in oblivion, which is a 2006 game. Skyrim, which is a 2011 game, and the Fallout series, where these just these random encounters that happen to you all along the way you know, just 30 seconds or two minutes in into running or walking wherever it is through your countryside you cannot do the same thing with these planets without uh, finding anything at all on occasion. So, I ask you, my friend, I think that's a very valid criticism because the way the, uh, the trailers were led, were leading you to believe. It looked like it was going to be something far different than what it ended up being.
0: You know, I, I don't, I don't disagree with that, uh, Gerald. Actually, I, I, I agree that I think that's a valid criticism to, to an extent. And here's why I say that. Um, yes, the trailers made it kind of seem like you could do a little bit more in these worlds, but let's also be very clear: what trailer has not made a game seem like it's something more than what it is? Um, every trailer that comes out for any game is is essentially a hype machine, and it's designed to garner excitement. So like trailers for movies, a lot of times they show some of the best parts right in a trailer um, from the movie. And then you get to the movie, it's like, okay, well, those were all the best parts. I think that we had this expectation that it was going to come out doing exactly the opposite of what No Man's Sky did. Um, From the standpoint of No Man's Sky, over-promised, under-delivered. We were expecting uh, Bethesda's title to come out and just over-deliver. And it didn't do that. It, it, it kind of almost stayed the same lane as No Man's Sky. So I can understand that criticism. Uh, what the only thing that I would counter, and if, if it'd even be a legitimate counter, we're talking about a thousand procedurally generated worlds. Then you have to script a thousand, you know, procedurally generated, or not script because it's procedurally generated, but you have to have enough programming in there for thousands of different encounters. Uh, again, everybody's encounters are going to be different. Uh, everybody's gameplay is going to be difficult they're going to go to different worlds at different times and i think there's a lot that goes into it and I, I think the fact that they even allowed it as a thousand different worlds to explore is is a bit too much because none of us are well i shouldn't say no you're going to have somebody out there that wants to do it but the vast majority of us are not going to explore a thousand of these planets uh it's just it's it's just not something that we're going to take that kind of time to do so if they wouldn't have ex- explained it as such. If they wouldn't have advertised it as such, I don't think it'd be a big deal, but because they did advertise it, um, yes, people are going to expect certain things from it, and they're going to have these expectations, whether they're valid or not, the expectation is going to be there. So anytime it falls short of those expectations, there's going to be rightfully so, criticism and some backlash. So I can understand it. I just think that it's a bit, it's a bit more of like, okay, what do we really think was going to happen with each one of these worlds? Did you really think you were going to have an opportunity to run into something at every point um, Every world that I've ran into uh, thus far, I have had to fight something. I've had to do some mining. I've had to do some uh, outpost building and things of that nature. So I do find something to do in each one of these worlds. It's not that I haven't, but I don't think it's what people were expecting it to be. And that's where the, that's where the criticism and the concerns come in. So I get it. There are legit criticisms. It's not a perfect game. This is not a... Um, this is not a god of war ragnarok or a the last of us type scenario where this game is almost like perfect from the beginning to the end there are hiccups there are technical hiccups but you also have to consider the the scope of this game and what it is that they're trying to do it's like a it's almost like a not red dead because that was a very very strong storytelling game but it's just it's so big it's so massive there's so much that goes into a, a seemingly endless galactic universe that I, I think it was inevitable for them to fall short in some areas um not no man's sky level to fall short but just fall short it just it was over there was there was too much hype there was too much promise and it just there was I don't think there was any real way for them to deliver on those promises personally
1: once again it's TJ Johnson please go ahead and check him out here right at the pop culture cosmos of course also as well. when he stops by our good friends at the dig on America podcast. So there you have it, my friend. There's your thoughts right now on Starfield. I know your journey will continue. I know you're going to put many more hours, as will I, into Starfield because, (laughs) again, uh, this reminds me and uh, probably more uh, comfortable for me that it reminds me more of the Skyrim slash Oblivion type of uh, adventure as opposed to what i've not enjoyed as much because i know a lot of people are like are you a bethesda person a fallout guy or a skyrim guy and i'm like well i'm kind of like i'm excuse me elder scrolls the guy i'm like kind of like on the elder Scrolls side fallout outside of new vegas really has not appealed to me a whole lot but yeah yeah i just think that for me elder scrolls has been something i've really enjoyed and so far i've only played through just a little bit of it but i'm liking my my thoughts but yes it is a Slow burn, but once you finally get the itch, once you finally do oh, get burned, yeah, yeah. It, it'll take you on a journey. I think you won't soon forget.
0: Nope, nope. You, I, I definitely agree. It, it takes a second to get there, but once you're there, you are, you are in. So I, I, I'm excited to hear your thoughts as you continue to progress through. Because uh, I know how I'm feeling. I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. I was playing it before we, uh, before we got on the air.
1: There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Glad you're still enjoying Starfield. If you have thoughts out there on Starfield, we would love to hear them. Please let us know, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. But my friend, there's another video game that came out as well in the past few days. One that mysteriously, or not so mysteriously, did not give out review copies until release day on Friday. And that was NBA 2K24. That was a, how should I say, a ode or a tribute for obvious reasons to Kobe Bryant for the two for his daughter Gigi and, of course, the 24 for him. Uh, That's the number he played with a good amount of his career with the Los Angeles Lakers. So I am happy to announce that the game is now out. A lot of people are experiencing it now. It does come from a company that has been very open and honest about its affection towards microtransactions and how (laughs) their affection has been parlayed into virtually every single game that they now produce. It has been said on many times by the higher-ups at 2K on many occasions during their conferences that they have to their shareholders so wouldn't you know again no review copies handed out beforehand the first and only review at this time when you go to Metacritic is by IGN no other major entity has been able to go ahead and provide a review as of yet and wouldn't you know they gave it a six out of ten With the major caveat being, it would have been a great game, but like the last year and the year before and the year before and the year before, the love for microtransactions hinders the player's experience. So I ask you, my friend, you are a player in NBA 2K24. You are experiencing now as we speak. So what are your thoughts when it comes to this tribute, loving tribute to Kobe Bryant when you look outside the box? Inside the box, what do you get, and are you liking what you're doing right now in NBA 2K24? Ooh,
0: okay. Um, that I was tells me a lot right there. I was I was prepared for this. I was prepared for this conversation. So what I absolutely, as a lifelong los angeles laker aficionado i mean i'm talking george miken lover of the los angeles lakers right Mm -hmm. Uh, back to find out that the lakers were not originally from la which is why they have the name lakers because of the land of ten thousand lakes minnesota minneapolis point is i absolutely love the presentation i love everything that they're doing in regards to honoring kobe bryant um i think it's like his third time on a 2k cover third or fourth time at this point i think he was 2k i know he was 2k 10 and i think he was 2k is it third, fourth or fifth i just know he's been on there quite a bit so i know he's probably one of the few athletes that have been on there at least three i know at least three times it might have been four or five at this point i forget because he's been on there that often point being is that um i'm a huge fan of what they've been doing in regards to the presentation that they've been giving in regards to Kobe Bryant and some of his Mamba moments. I think that they lost a huge opportunity to drop 81 because that's not one of the Mamba moments, but that's neat to hear it right there.
1: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: Um, I think it actually is probably the best playing from a a fluidity standpoint of the 2K series. Uh, Last year was a great leap forward in regards to that. Uh, The way the the players moved on the floor, the locomotions that go into it, the fluidity of going side to side, front to back. Uh, I thought they made great improvements on that. It's something that we've been begging 2K to do for a long time, and they kind of have been very slow burned about doing it. I'm sure that there's a lot that goes into it, so I get it. I don't want to be the one that continues to complain, But they finally seem to figure out a lot of the movement, a lot of the nuances in regards to playing a game of basketball. The way that, as a player, you can push the ball up the court in front of you to kind of get yourself a little bit of space and and develop some speed. Just little nuances that you'll notice. You can catch the ball instead of you bringing the ball back down to load up a shot. You can catch the ball and go right into a suiting motion so it takes a half a second off of your shot release, uh, which is the difference between a green release, not contested versus a contested shot that doesn't, you know, drops the percentage down quite a bit. So it's little nuances that if you actually play the game of basketball and you pay attention to the things that they do, um, that you'll come to appreciate. You'll appreciate the. Matches the computer now does a much better job of exploiting those mixed matches one, and then filling those holes in the mismatch too. uh, before you'd have to be the one kind of in control and being the floor general watching all of that. And now I'm very appreciative. I'm very appreciative of that and, and in being appreciative of that i can i can say that it plays very very well now the problem is yes 2k is in love with microtransactions this is nothing new this is not a startling revelation it has been proven it is factual that 2K is in love with microtransactions. No surprising. Yeah, that's 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 a point blank period. So with 2K being in love with microtransactions, it makes the player who doesn't want to spend extra on microtransactions very frustrated because it's a pay to win, much like a lot of the the mobile games that we've played, much like a lot of those the other games that we just don't really want to. We don't want to dig into because you want it to be more based upon skill and not how much money you put into a game. You want it to be because you're the better player. It doesn't change the fact that this, this was a slippery slope five years ago. And a lot of us, a lot of uh, video game players, a lot of uh, editors and video game pundits and people that talk about this warned you, not you, but the audience warned the consumer that this is where we're going. And if we don't address it now, it's going to get worse. If we don't address it and we don't get to, get them to the point where they need to understand that we don't want this in the game, it's only going to get worse. Not only did we not tell them enough that we didn't want it, we're out here buying virtual currency like it's going out of style. I mean, you spend $70 on the brand new game because the $69.99 MSRP right off the jump for the for the current gen consoles. $69.99 right off the jump. Then you're paying for virtual currency, which is gonna range you anywhere from 20. To you know, 50 bucks, depending on how much you want to actually buy versus how much you want to grind out, and then you have people that uh pay for uh XP boosts and stamina boosts and all this stuff. So, if you've got the money, you can turn out an uh, 85 overall player within probably within probably you know a few hours of purchasing the game, as opposed to someone who I just want to spend 60 bucks on the game and enjoy it because it should be a complete game at 60 bucks or 70 bucks. I'm not spending an additional $50 on VC. I'm not spending an additional $60 on virtual currency. So it is very frustrating. It is very it is very frustrating to be in situations like that. It's to the point where if the only way that we can really address this, and, here, and here's what I was saying about my last frustration with 2K. The only way you're going to be able to address this is if you have Two different leagues, two different online careers, two different my players, one for people that purchase VC, one for people that don't. This way, if you want to go purchase VC and you want to be the best of the best of the best of those players that purchase VC, then go purchase your VC and enjoy and have fun. But at least allow the people that want to have the pure experience of grinding and building up their character from the ground up the old fashioned way, the opportunity to enjoy that. Because what you're doing is you're alienating a specific crowd that does not want to invest in doing that for a game that they've already paid top dollar for. I mean, you spend $70 to play the game when it comes out. 70 bucks already. So you're already spending that money on that. And then they expect you to shell out money for VC to be competitive. This is just to be competitive. This isn't to be the best, this is to be competitive. For you to even stand a chance, you've got to buy VC and that's that's it's just not fair it's not fair to the people that want to play the pure game it's not fair to inf- to make me have to purchase this in order to enjoy an aspect of the game that i've already paid for because if i'm going online to play against players that are already at level 87 88 89 what what am i what am i getting online for what am i doing it for trading and i don't mean to get out here and beat a dead horse because It is frustrating, but there are a lot of great things about this game. There are a lot of great from the animations to the shooting mechanics, um, to the way defenses are played, the way defenses are run. It has the feel, it has the feel of an actual NBA game. There are minor, minor, minor hiccups that that I have a gripe with. Like, for instance, if I'm doing the the Mamba Moment games, the only thing that really irritates my soul about those is that the uniforms don't move. And what I mean by that is they just, they they don't, you know, like if you actually play a, a regular pickup game or if you're actually just playing games online, their shorts move, their shirts move, like it, it looks like clothing, it looks like cloth. But then you go into these Mamba Moment games and like the uniforms don't move at all. It's, it's a minor gripe, it really is. But it's a gripe nonetheless because it irritates me. <laughs> it irritates me playing and everybody looks like they're playing in clay, uh, playing in the old 2K jerseys and shorts that are just all stiff and don't move at all. So, other than that, visually speaking, it's, it's a fantastic looking game. Uh, they really taking their time to get the atmosphere correct, especially on the mama moments. They'll they'll talk about things that are happening or that happened around that time of the game actually playing. So they'll talk about Kobe just flying in um, from being away from the team for a personal matter and already being in a, in, a, in a bit of a uh, have a chip on his shoulder move when he walked in the arena. So he's, he's looking like he's going to go off today. They'll do little things like world building for the time that we're watching the particular game. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's it's pretty cool to kind of go back in time and live those moments and actually have the world respond in a way that he does. Like he, he's going off at 58 points or whatever the, the, the 12 three-pointers and they're just continuously talking about it. And they're actually like giving commentary like it's happening in real time. And then he goes off and drops another three-point point. they say he's still going. And, you know, it's just little things like that, that truly engulf and engage you into this particular moment in sports history, uh, for the time that you're playing it. So there's a lot of things that it does right. And for everything it does right, they just microtransactions rear their ugly head and make it bad again. Like it's, it's very frustrating that there are so many things that 2K does correct. So many things that 2K does well. And they still just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's frustrating, Gerald. It's very frustrating. Now, does do I think it's six out of ten frustrating? No,
1: IGN, no, that's not—that's not. Well, I mean, that's that's part of his. He did the same thing. It's the same reviewer that did two K twenty three, yeah, citing the same concerns. It's just that it's a it's a game that that is really strong. Until you get to the point where you're stopped and burdened by microtransactions where yes. you cannot proceed forward with any consistency or any skill or any you know mm. real level of, of quality mm. without dipping into some microtransactions, and that's yeah. that's he, you know, he's he's this I was reading the reviews while you were talking, and that's basically he showed the 23 and 24. He's saying virtually the same thing. It's almost like he had to copy and paste like he didn't even need to go ahead and do that anything this year. He did. Okay, I'm not saying he didn't, but <laughs> it, it sounds like a broken record. But yeah. then again, we see the same thing as far as uh, you know FIFA. you know, mm-hmm. why has that game been so much maligned all over the place depending on the version is because of the fact it's reliance on microtransactions, yep. you know with with other games that are out there. 2K, especially with these sports games, 2K is really sending a message that we don't want you to enjoy the game without spending more money beyond what the $70 that you already spent.
0: See, I, I don't know if that's the message they're sending. I think they're sending the message of, this is the way of the future. This is what people have been... This is clearly what the consumer shows that they wanted. If the consumer didn't show that they wanted it, then 2K wouldn't continue to do it. Uh, everybody keeps talking about how bad this is, but if you look at the the transactions... And how much money virtual currency is bringing into 2K? There is zero way. I repeat, there is zero way that 2K is going to be like, yeah, stop doing that. There is no way when you see the amount of money that they're bringing in for stat boosts, they don't have to the game. This is literally for stat boosts, and you expect and we expect 2K to stop. If someone's going to keep buying it, 2K is going to continue to do it. That's not going anywhere. I can assure you that we are in for the long haul when it comes to 2K and any other sports title or not just NBA 2K, other sports titles as well in regards to these microtransactions. It's not going away, you know, because we we haven't stopped purchasing it. We haven't stopped consuming it. So, if it's not broke, they're not going to fix it. But my point is that doesn't mean that the game itself deserves a 6 out of 10. There's frustration in regards to that aspect of it. Yes, absolutely. But to say that in my humble opinion, to say that NBA 2K24 is only six out of ten is 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 not fair uh, to the work the developers put into actually making the game a bas- making it feel like a game of basketball. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's it's a true reflection of what that game is. I would be perfectly fine giving that game an eight point five out of ten because the gameplay when you're playing the game it feels great. Uh, I think it's a little on the fast side. I think they, they can do with turning the speed down just a taste, um, but just a taste, just a taste, not very much at all. Uh, I, I think that it's really right out the gate, one of the best 2K games you can, you can play right out of the gate. Now, a lot of times, you know, 2K will have to go through and adjust things like uh, inside shots or how the defender, clo- the closeout defense and how that affects the shot. And they'll have to go back and tweak things as people have gotten more time with it and as the people that you know, stream 2K and play 2K competitively and all they talk about it. So then they go out and make adjustments. But by and large, I think this is probably the, the most pick up and play friendly version of 2K, in a, you know, in a, in a while. And 2K23 did a great job in that regards as well. So 2K24 kind of just built upon the formula that 2K23 had and just made it a little bit better. Um, but I don't think it's fair to give it a 6 out of 10. I think uh, I think anything less than an 8 out of 10 is just being harsh and being unnecessarily harsh.
1: Well, but in your description Mm -hmm. of what you went over, Mm -hmm. you're saying quite a bit of the game is hampered because you have to go ahead and dip in or being forced in many ways to go ahead and pay up more money than what you already spent. So in essence, that takes the mm -hmm. fun factor out of a lot of it, which Mm -hmm. can, in my opinion, decrease the score quite considerably.
0: Well, and, and that's fair but the only the only thing that's going to affect is if you're doing my player. So for instance, if you're playing the game for my player, then yeah, that's going to really mess up your score. But everybody doesn't play I don't play 2K for my player. Uh, and the reason I don't play 2K for my player is because of microtransactions. I won't spend the extra money for it. So therefore I'm not even going to get involved in that. Now, that's my point in saying is disappointing that that aspect of the game that I paid full price for, I can't truly enjoy. But that's one aspect of the game there are many other modes besides my player now if your focus is on my player then i can understand why you would feel as much the game being a six out of ten but if we're being objective in looking at the overall picture of the game my player is one aspect of nba 2k you have online franchise you have offline franchise you have uh you know uh pick up and play now you have so many other mechanics and so many other things that go in that nba 2k overall experience it's not just my player now my player is what's what's fancy and it's what's getting people talking because it's what people are streaming on youtube and twitch and all this and that. but that's not the only aspect of 2k so that's why i would say if you want to knock that aspect of it absolutely you knock down a couple points but the overall game in and of itself is not a six out of ten
1: okay but again it just it just i can't see both sides of this equation mm-hmm. but especially when it concerns for me, if I'm going to mm. buy it and I'm going to pay $70, mm. I'm allergic. My doctors told me I have a, a severe allergy to microtransactions. Yep. So, I'm mad at you. Yep. Yeah, so seeing that as far mm. as the game I want to explore and the game I really want to get into and spend a ton of time on, I mean, if mm. if my enjoyment is going to be severely hampered, That's a problem. Now, if it's just some cosmetic things or something on the side, Mm -hmm. you know, okay, that's fine. Go ahead, do what you need to do. Mm -hmm. DLC content, major DLC content. Like, for instance, we go back to Starfield. They're getting a Shattered Steel major $30 DLC that, you you know, you need to buy to get into that. That's something different because you've got a 150-hour game that you're already playing. You're given an option of buying into this as for another 20, 30, 40 hours more, that's different because oh. we saw that with you know Elder Scrolls games in the past, you know, give you these kinds of experiences. That's a different story and different microtransaction of a different kind. But if you're doing this that will pr- literally prevent me from enjoying the game that you gave me or that you allowed me to buy for $70, if you're preventing me from doing that, that I have an issue with.
0: Yeah, that I have absolutely. a problem
1: with, and that's, and if you expect me to give it a good score because of that, it's not really something that I can feasibly do.
0: Right. But again, we're, we're talking about one aspect of the game. We're not talking about the entire game. You're talking about the, my player portion of the game. It doesn't have any effect on the pickup and play. Now the association, the online association, a lot of the other aspects. So you're looking at one seventh of the game now, granted. This is the part that a lot of people seem to want to gravitate towards because it's it's the more popular aspect of it now. I get that, and I, I'm not I'm not discounting that at all. But what I'm saying is, if you look at the overall total package of what this game offers, the My Player, as far as I'm concerned, is is a null and void thing for me. I don't even consider My Player anymore because of that, because of the microtransactions. But that's not why I play NBA 2K. I play NBA 2K for the entire package, not just the My Player aspect of it. So. The my player aspect, yeah, I would knock off everything from my player. But because that's one-sixth of the game for me, I would knock off a sixth of my score, which if I'm giving the game a perfect score, then it's going to knock it down to whatever whatever percentage is one-sixth of it is. So whatever percentage that is, that's what it would knock it off as far as I'm concerned.
1: I will say this, though, before we head out to talk about something else, uh, I do want to mention, again, 2K24. It is out right now. It is available to go ahead and get. And uh, I guess the total right now, depending on who you talk to, I looked it up. Kobe Bryant is the all-time leader in covers for NBA 2K with six. Wow. Followed by Allen Iverson with five. And Michael Jordan with uh, looks like five himself. So there you go. All right, just wanted to go ahead and mention that. But it is NBA 2K24. If you're playing it or have any thoughts uh, on either the Lakers Fast Break or Pop Culture Cosmos, please let me know. Reach out on Pop Culture Cosmos or Lakers Fast Break on social media or right below on YouTube or Lakers Fast Break or Pop Culture Cosmos at Yahoo.com. Or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. But before we head on out, one last thing, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you about. And that is Star Wars Ahsoka, which again, as we're talking about is yes. halfway through. You yes. said as homework assignment, and I always love pinning this on Melinda, your homework assignment is to catch up on Ahsoka. Ah. She's so proud. She, she'll she DM me. Yes. She'll say, I caught up. I caught up. I'm so happy, Gerald. I caught up with the homework <laughs> assignment. So yes. So I ask you, my friend, you said you would catch up with yes. Ahsoka. Yes. So as it leads into possibly a a destination to another universe and yes. also as well where Ahsoka left off with a interesting confrontation or I should say, not a confrontation for save, a possible extended conversation with an uncanny Valley. What are your thoughts so far? Let's call it halfway through Star Wars Ahsoka.
0: So it's so funny to me that I feel like Star Wars is becoming Marvel and Marvel is becoming Star Wars in the sense that Star Wars is finally starting to gain some more traction again. I remember, I remember talking about Star Wars. You and I talked about Star. Wars. We've been talking about it a couple years ago, and it just not really. You feel like it kind of gets stale now. Star Wars is always going to be fun because it's lightsabers, it's, it's exploring the galaxy, it's the forest, There's so much that goes into it. It's always still going to be an enjoyable thing, but it was getting a bit stale. And Marvel was, you know, head, you know, going right into. Uh, Endgame and and and, and, Infinity, and um, the Infinity Gauntlet saga finishing that up. So there was a lot of, okay, Marvel is at the top, and Star Wars is just, you know, they're just kind of scraping the barrel at this point. And I feel like we've kind of 180 that, and Star Wars is just, you've got the Mandalorian, you've got Boba Fett, you've got, now we've got Ahsoka. Like, there's there's some good content Star Wars-wise as of late. And Ahsoka is, one, I just, can can we just can we just admire rosario dawson for a minute i mean she has literally been uh um, in marvel now she's in star wars like she is living my pop culture fantasy um through and she's just she she is pop culture as far as i'm concerned she's right up there with freaking uh oh my god i can't think of the the oh oscar uh, oscar isaac and and just doing everything right now she is nailing it as ahsoka I mean i i didn't know what i was going to expect Uh, i thought when they cast rosario dawson i'm like okay i can see ahsoka but i need to feel ahsoka i need to feel like this is the same ahsoka from the clone Wars saga this is the same ahsoka from rebels like i need to feel like this is the same ahsoka i wasn't sure what to expect let me tell you man i am surprised and i am pleasantly surprised and i am excited and then the ending of this episode can we are we allowed to spoil I don't want to spoil it, but I kind of do. Yeah, are we allowed to spoil it. It? Oh, it's, it's, by the time yeah. it'll come out, it'll be over a week. Yeah, before, man. yeah. I don't feel bad then at this point. The fact that they brought my boy Hayden Christensen back and he's finally getting his flowers. He is finally chaos. getting his flowers. Uh episode. Yeah, he d- a
1: DH DH face and
0: all. You gotta yeah, say with, that. With, with no scar. There's no yeah.
1: scar on his right eye. Uh so I thought that was interesting too. And, and they um, call this the land she's in right now because mm-hmm. she's She's in the land between world, the world, land between, between world,
0: between the world something like that. Yeah. yeah. So look, the, the, they're they're finally giving this man his flowers, and he's been rightfully deserving of these flowers for a long time now. I was one of the first people to defend Henning Christensen to 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 the teeth, because everybody talked about how wouldn't of an actor he is, and I said this is the content he was given. This is the this is the stuff that he was given. It's not his fault. He was given this content to work with. He did the best he could under the circumstances. What did you really expect from him? Ah. Uh, I I don't get excited very often, but I've been getting very excited with Star Wars. (laughs) I want more. I want more Hayden Christensen. I want more Obi-Wan. I definitely am excited for the half-point of Ahsoka, and I'm really curious as to how it continues to tie in. Are we going to find Ezra? What's going to happen with all I'm I'm, uh, uh, uh. Gerald, this is good stuff, man. Uh, (laughs) I'm giddy. I'm giddy. This is good stuff.
1: I can tell, my friend, and I'm happy <laughs> for you. Uh, it's been okay, although sometimes the way they structured out some of these el- uh, these episodes, yeah, yeah. Uh, some of them sometimes just not very... It's a
0: bit to be desired. I get Yeah, it, I does, get it does. You. It does, it does as
1: far as the pacing, the way they stretched out, either making yep. a long or short episode. Yep. Sometimes the episode, oh, they're still, in the, the oh yep. they're still on the planet. Oh, they're still on the planet. Oh, they're still on the planet. And yep. then, you know, just... it. it takes a little while to get used to that part of it. They are trying to stretch things out to eight episodes as best they can. I get mm-hmm. that, but I can see it as far as what the future is for this. And if this does get over, there is going to be talking. There already is talk about Dave Filoni, who's the guy behind all this, mm-hmm. the yes. Clone Wars, and all that, mm-hmm. um, possibly leading to a movie with the heir to the empire movie, because, you know, already uh, Rosario Dawson has dropped that line already (laughs) (laughs) uh, on the show. So your thoughts, could you foresee if this is received well on Disney plus, and yet I don't have the numbers given to me yet because it's always delayed on streaming. Could you foresee a future movie or movies, you know, it graduating because we're already gonna deal with the the whole Mandalorian mm-hmm. universe, or at yeah. least the Mandalorian part, that's gonna become a major motion picture at some point in time. Yes. Do you foresee this also leading into air to the empire as well?
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I think that's air that to, the empire, air to the empire. Yeah. I there's I don't think there's any way it can't lead into this. There's I don't really see, I mean, of course they can do whatever they want to subvert our expectations, right? But I think the logical step is heir to the empire i think you have to i think that's exactly where they need to go and i want to see that i want to see it and i know that there are a lot of star wars fans who have now gotten that that itch that want to see it as well and i think a movie for rosario dawson's version of ahsoka is going to do good because it's going to be a little bit more concise a little bit more um get up and go right now as opposed to a series um being a bit of a, a slow burn and kind of graduating to the action, graduating to some of the the payoffs that we've been looking for. With the movie, it's a bit faster paced, so you kind of want to get more to the point quicker. Uh, So I think that it'll serve Ahsoka well. I think the the thing I enjoy about having these little mini-series is that it gives you a chance to learn who these characters are before you see them on the big screen in a much more concise way, because you can't really dedicate a ton of time to every character as much time as you'd like to. I think that's what Marvel was really trying to do, is saying we can't dedicate movie time to each one of these characters the ms marvels the the uh the the roadies in regards to the iron to the armor wars that's going to get ready to come out and you know to the samuel L. jacksons and the nick Furies. you can't always dedicate a lot of the movie to them so they're trying to give them the opportunity to shine now the problem is we've already been given the good stuff so you can't go back and give us the bad stuff now so with marvel they're kind of doing it backwards i think with Star Wars, they're doing it right by having all these small stories and then showing how they tie into the bigger universe, versus having the bigger universe and going into the small stories afterwards. If that makes sense, that kind of, they're kind of they're kind of doing it the opposite direction. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it. I think now that we have a bit of it, we can kind of say, okay, now we've gotten to know Ahsoka. We can slim up, we can trim up some of the fat, and now give us really what we want, what we what we're looking for, as opposed to going the opposite direction that they would do with, like Nick Fury so yes I, I think it's coming I think it's just a matter of time
1: all right fair enough I just want to make sure <laughs> because you know it's been a very rocky road so far for Disney plus uh, yes, creatively yes, it has. and uh, viewership wise uh, for them it, this year this calendar year which looked Well, started out looking so promising uh, as far Mm -hmm. as what the future would hold. uh, has really taken a left turn in more ways than one with fewer successes and fewer hits and a lot of problems along the way. Much maligned storylines and much maligned series and movies that have come out since. So uh, 2023 has not been the greatest for Marvel. But -hmm. when it comes to Star Wars... Star Wars, Mm. hopefully the future looks a little bit brighter and that they will be able to go ahead and translate Star Wars Ahsoka into something much larger that people will go ahead and want to follow. I did have an issue, as I've said before, with uh, the book of Slobofet, uh, which I thought was slow, (laughs) uh, as as Melinda and I have uh, said before. Mandalorian uh, Season 2 was really good, probably the best of the uh, series as far as the seasons for it. Then season three came out, and that it was just all over the place. So that had some issues with me as well. Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, depending on who you spoke to, was okay. You loved it. I thought it was okay, especially those battle scenes between Star- uh, Darth Vader and And Obi-Wan Kenobi, let me just leave you for dead like nothing's going to happen down the road. Absolutely nothing ever at all is going to happen. I'm just (laughs) going to leave you under a pile of rocks because I think you're done and done for. You know, that's no problem at all. Oh, wait. I'm gonna have another battle with you later on, where I get to also leave you for dead. But you know what? That's okay. It's not like anything is gonna happen down the road. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think you have to suspend a bit of belief, and especially we oh, have to a with, lot with, of disbelief. But, but we're one, telling right. stories within stories, so these stories are already written. We're just filling in the little. I okay, think so that, gonna... I think that if we if we're talking about Obi Wan, the series Obi Wan right now, if we're gonna go there, I think that they they did that to kind of show that there was still some Anakin in there and there was still some and they were still kind of showing him like he not that he was having mercy but that he well, that's really That's what
1: all these new series that have him in there are all about it's just showing you of that course, Anakin they're
0: showing that there was yes. still Anakin there. So yeah, that's exactly what Obi-Wan of course he's he put him under a pile of rocks and I'm sure somewhere deep down inside he knew that he wasn't really dead. Okay. Just like he knew somewhere deep, just like Obi-Wan knew that he really wasn't equipped to kill Darth Vader. He wasn't equipped to do, be able to do that, especially once all he knew right. that it was Anakin.
1: I'm just asking, man.
0: Don't you get my lightsaber ignited. No, all right, stop
1: no. it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Great ending on that last episode of Ahsoka, all kidding aside on Ahsoka, yeah. and as far as his pacing is concerned. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping everybody else is as well. That yes. they'll finally support it, and that it will lead to something substantial in the star wars universe so that we don't get the decisions that were made in the last decade when it came to movies in the star wars universe
0: absolutely absolutely
1: tj just great to have you here looking forward to our next conversation of pop culture hold your thoughts on video games okay all right all right we'll have it very soon (laughs) right here at the pop culture